Welcome to What I'm Backing and Why, our afternoon sport racing bulletin brought to you by Blue Bet. I'm Tim Gilbert. I'm joined by my News Corp colleague, racing journalist Matt Jones. Of course, you'll know him from news.com.au and the horse himself, pro punter Brad Miller, otherwise known as At Horse Miller 3. Gentlemen, how are we? Good, Tim. G'day, Tim. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, good, good. Today on the show, we'll look at which horses to have a little flutter on, pick a quaddy, and we'll each have our best bet of the day. Okay, we've got four races. They're all in Brisbane. Um, let's start with race one. We've got $100 on the Roses. Brad, how do you see this race? Yeah, so much of this Phillies form just isn't much good. Um, and a bit of it's sort of coming through heavy tracks. So I tried digging around for something, you know, at a bit of value. But I ended up landing back on Barb Raider. Um, she should find non-speed position pretty comfortably. Um, and as long as there isn't, you know, a surprise sort of pest in the race, I think she's clearly the one to beat. Um, the end of 2100 is probably a little query, but she was pretty good at the end of the 2000 in the Australasian Oaks last time, just run down by glint of hope. Um, so she's going to be, you know, my main bet in the race. I, I was going to put 100 a win, but I've just made it 90. The, the roughie that I did find, you know, that I was expecting to be bigger odds than she is, um, is the 12 nom de plume. She's only about 20 to 1, but I think we should be getting sort of closer to 50, so I'd be betting late. Um, she's coming off a synthetic win. She's a Kiwi, uh, but it was just a really soft win. Visually, I loved, you know, the ears pricked and, and the way she sort of galloped out. Um, not sure where she sort of gets to from the wide gate, which is another reason why I was sort of, you know, thinking we'd get a better price, but I'll have $10 a win on the 12 late nom de plume as well. Yeah, that'd be very nice if it was $50 on blue bet late in the day. So, uh, okay, I'm going for a horse from a wide gate as well. Uh, in the This is, of course, three-year-old Phillies race. $50 each way, number two, Biscayne Bay. It is the wide gate, as I mentioned. I think Jamie Carr can navigate that. Ma used to stable. Going well at the moment. Goes well on a soft track. She's nearly won $300,000. So I'm going to have uh, a little bit, $50 each way on Biscayne Bay, number two. Matt? Yeah, um, tough race. Um, um, I I had some money each way on Jim Martini in the Oaks at 100 to one, and she's did well to run third and I was very happy with that and I think that was a great bet yeah she's thanks mate and she's she's had a month between runs and she ran in the bracelet in the Gold Coast and I thought she was very good I don't think she lost too much she wouldn't have lost any admirers from a wide gate in that race she raced on speed and I think I thought she stuck on very well she needed that run obviously really would have tightened her up off a month's break to come into this now and we know she's going to stay the trip um, I'm thinking that she's a pretty good chance again, slightly over the odds. We're not getting 100 to 1 anymore, but I think she's re- primed, fit, ready to go. Smirk, Chris Wallace horse. I like the preparation. Um, it also ran in the bracelet and was running on very well. And you just know um, one um, um, second up at Canterbury over 1,500. Good Newcastle first up on a heavy 10, then comes out and sticks on well in the bracelet over 1,800. Chris Chris Waller no doubt has this filly primed, um, the the daughter of preferment too, a horse he trained to, to in uh, a derby as well. And um, Barb Raider, I get what Brad's saying. Been up for a while, but super tough horse. Um, not going to give an inch in this race, and I think it'll be fight. Not it'll it'll be in the top three or four, I'd say. But uh, and I'm with you as well, Tim. I think um, 
Biscayne Bay. I mean, look at the form. Um, VRC Oaks placing. Ran fifth in the ATC Oaks. None of these horses have done too much of that. Um, but I just think Jim Martini, we're not getting hundreds anymore, guys, but $11 on Blue Bet. Um, I think $11 to win, three fifty to place. I'm going to have my 50 each way on Jim Martini, the number three. Alrighty, now the next race that we're looking at, and it is a soft five. Uh, it's improved to a soft five at Eagle Farm at this stage, and it could improve even more because the weather is uh, looking pretty good in Brisbane. Um, is race five, of course, is the Doomben Cup. Uh, now the Doomben Cup, twenty one hundred metres, weight for age, Group One, and Blue Bet Zaki is at $1.40. So prohibitive odds, really. Um, I was prepared to go and take the $50 back from 100 the other day, but I, I'm not prepared to do that here. What I'll do is go and exacta Zaki, number one, to beat, of course, Polly Gray, number nine, which is the Waller Tim Clark. So Zaki with Annabelle Neesham and James McDonald, number one to beat number nine, $100 exacta in uh, the Doombin Cup. Matt, what are you going to do? Um... Well, what, I guess the race has just been put back a week and for the most part, not much will change. I think, obviously, Zaki will start odds on. Um, the Hooter, the, the Snowden horse, I'm prepared to give it another chance, third up. The only difference is Yonkers is... They've all had to go another week between runs, whereas Yonkers has had a run um, and it won the chairman's quite well. And I think that might count for something. Just, just a bit fitter hasn't had as long off you know you've got to look at the form before that second to Cascadian in the Peter Young six to Duas in the Australian Cup um, Yonkers with a nice win in the chairman's might just have that little fitness edge to run a nice race here but I still think um, Zaki will win and I think this Esty Fenny we talked about it last week at $61 it's a bit longer now I'm going to stick with my same sort of bet I think it's over the odds, and I'm going to go 100 exacta on Zaki into Esty Fenny. All right. What about you, Brad? Yeah, we talked about Zaki um, last week. You know, he's the obvious class in the race. Um, he's just so well in. Uh, I've got a big bet sort of rolling him into the, the Ds to win the flag at $8, so I'm sweating on him a bit. Um, he should be winning, and the dollar forty, as you say, is probably a bit short for something like this. So... I'm going to play a bit different to you guys. I'm working around Polly Gray. You know, the track's probably going to be a good four, you know, soft five at worst. So I'm just going to work around Polly Gray in a roving Quinella um, just in case Zaki gets beat because I could get anything beat at the moment. Um, Zaki, I'm going to rove. And then I'm going to take the six Hooter, uh, the 10 Coventina Bay and the three Kukaracha. Um, Commentator Bay is a Kiwi who will improve getting to the 2100 and, and onto the firmer ground. I think the firmer ground's key for it. Um, Hooter is sort of same sort of deal. Ran a really good number over 2000 last prep. And Kukaracha, you know, beat them two home. I'm sort of backing in that Hollandale form. Um, and another one who could improve again on top of the ground. So I'm thinking those three sort of decent prices can run top two. Um, so I'm roving Zarka, and you'll get that Quinella sort of 33 times. I'm just thinking that might be a better return than 
the dollar forty price. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. If it comes off dollar um, forty with blue bet, it is very, very short. Um, but look, it should win the race. Really, Zaki. Race eight, Queensland Derby jumps at three eighteen, twenty four hundred meters, three rolled over set weights. It's a Group One. I am um, going to go with number twelve, Paternal Walla Bowman. Um, look, $6 on blue bet. I'll have $50 each way. Just missed at long odds last start. Two from six this time in. I do like the horse paternal for me in the derby. Matt? Yeah, again, another tough a tough race. Um, I'm with you about paternal with Huey back on. Um, and, and fitter for a month between runs. I think there's obviously improvement out of it. I like what Dark Destroyer did in the rough habit, though. I think he was holding Paternal and outstayed him. But then again, Paternal probably shapes up a little bit better. Very difficult to split. I also think Global Osbred, Brad Widdup's horse. Um, I'm not a fan of backing front runners in staying races, but he doesn't necessarily need to lead. And he's got Karen McAvoy on, who who's a master rider in these staying events. I just think he'll give a really good sight. Um, he might sit... He might lead, but he might sit in behind a pair, which I'd like. And I think he's a pretty good horse, and he'll, and he'll roll, and he'll just keep going and going. He doesn't have a turn of foot, but he'll turn it into a real staying test from the from the half mile. And I think he's going to give a sight. Caboche, the other Waller horse, it was beaten last start at Scone by a, an older stable mate. Um, but they've been waiting. That was the lead up. This is its grand final. I mean, it's pretty obvious it's a group one, but as soon as it ran second in that race, it's going over 2,200. Um, Waller's right hand man, Charlie Duckworth told me straight away, Queensland Derby. So that was the, the, um, the tick off for that. But my bet, I'm going to go 50 to win on Dark Destroyer at $4. And I'm going to Go also twenty five each way on Global Osbred just to run a cheeky race fifteen dollars to win four sixty the place. Okay, there you go with Bluebet. Uh, what about you, Brad? Yeah, I'm backing in that um, rough habit form as well. I think the two Dark Destroyer and the twelve Paternal they really stand out to me. Um, I'm going to have fifty a win on both of them, so I'm actually going to make Paternal my better result in the race. Um, Dark Destroyer, I, I loved his work through and past the line in the in the Queensland Guineas over 1600. It was a real derby sort of eye catcher, um, and then it was a really strong win stepping to the you know the coveted 2,143 meter distance last time. Um, did some work, had to circle right out around them, um, got into the race early, and he was just really strong late. Paternal came to him and he, and he did kick in. Um, so step to 2,400, big tick, gate one. Uh, I'm just hoping they can be a little bit more positive. Now, Paternal did get sort of back with Dark Destroyer, and when Dark Destroyer took off, you know, he got a head start on that horse. Um, and then Paternal eventually got a run and had to come up the inside, which, you know, did no work in the run. It's entitled to run on, but did have a big, you know, gap to close. So I think if Paternal from the good gate this time, I think it's gate three, can settle a bit closer. If, if he has a head start on Dark Destroyer this time, I think he can turn the table. So he's actually going to be my better result in the race. So I'm going to have 50 a win at about the 650 six, six, mark with um, Bluebet Paternal and 50 on Dark Destroyer at about the four sort of 440 mark. All right, I'm going to make my old mate Greg Hickman happy with my prediction for race nine. Uh, Kingsford Smith Cup is our fourth race that we've got $100 on. It's a group one, um, three years and up, weight for age, um, 1,300 metres 
I am going to have $50 each way on 11-11. Goes well in Queensland. Greg Hickman, Huey Bowman. It's around that $14 mark with Blue Bet. Does very well second up. Return with a decent fourth in that listed Hortensia Stakes in Scone. So got a good draw. Um, I think it's a reasonable bet. $50 each way, 11-11. Number four, Hickman and Bowman in the Kingsford Smith Cup. Matty? Oh, boys, this is the day. And ladies and gentlemen listening, this is the day for Paul Laley. He's finally going to get off a bog track. Um, he's not nowhere near as good on heavy. He's fought, He hasn't raced on anything uh, less than heavy since he's winning the Eskimo Prince on a soft five where he beat Ranch Hand and Converge in February. Um, he's been dogged by heavy tracks. He finally gets on something a bit better. And, I mean, he... He was great in the Dubin 10,000. He ran second to Marzu, um, almost won the race. This is it for him. He, this is his race. I'm really, really keen on him. James McDonald, Barrier 8. Um, this is it for him. On Trivier, again, uh, loves the loves the wet. Won't get it as wet. We'll still get some sting out of the ground, but she's drawn wide again, and she's just going to have to give um, Paul Ailey a another head start whether she can run him down or not i'm not too sure there's another horse in this race that is really looking for a drier track and two and that's senior fox um he was good in the ten thousand. he ran fourth to mazu and and only three and a bit lengths behind coming from 12th and he's an out and out dry tracker so i want to have him in my multiples too and ellsberg um will make his own luck he'll push forward nash on Love Nash, the booking of Nash again. He ran third in the all-age, which I think is a better race than this one, and was in a Doncaster. But this is the day. Paul Laley, he's going to really – He's gonna. I'm going to have the 100 to win on Paul Laley, and I'm very excited about him. Yeah, he's a pretty impressive three-year-old Colt um, that uh, that run just behind Marzu in the Doombin 10,000. What about you, Brad? That's a good solid push. Um, I'm going to be working around the uh, – Oh, I'm going to be steering towards the ones on the fresh legs, you know, that are that are maybe earlier in the prep or or coming in off some good track runs. So I'm going sort of a bit local, um, you know, the Queensland sort of form as well. So the the five Apache Chase, um, I thought it might be a little bit longer in the market, um, but the figures out of the first up race behind Emerald Kingdom, you know, just aren't good enough to be winning. But his second up win at this track last prep in a fast race is much more like it. Um, he'll take benefit from that run first up. Now fitter, 1,300, stays at, the, stays at that trip second up. And he has a win over Ayrton as well, you know, two preps ago. Just maps for a really good run on the speed from gate six. Um, I think that's sort of the key to his chances. So I have 35 a win on the five Apache chase. Um, the one you mentioned, Tim, the four, 11-11, gate four, Carried the big weight at Scone, you know, giving away sort of seven to eight kilos to the first three home there. Went back from a wide gate, uh, loomed to win and just knocked up. So flies second up. His second up record's terrific. Uh, I know his form sort of largely through those restricted Magic Million sort of races is the knock on him, but just gets a beautiful run off the speed here. Uh, and he's sort of about that $13, $14 mark with Bluebet. Again, was sort of hoping something a little bit bigger. Um, the, the one that's at a big price that I'm surprised is, you know, around that $17 mark when I checked last night was the 11 September run. Um, confused as to why she's so big in the market. Uh, I know it might be a little bit of an afterthought, but she's just airborne. She was terrific in the new market. 
you know, group one win at her next start. And then she was great again and, you know, big finish behind Snapdancer in a high rating race. So good gate again, doesn't have to get as far off them. Um, expect sort of midfield at worst. I'll have 20 a win on her. Um, and my fourth bet in the race is Brooklyn Hustle. Um, another one sort of at a big price, getting close to 20 to one. You know, call me crazy, but she jumped well last time. Uh, had to snag back from the wide gate. That was in the Snap Dancer race. Got held up as she always does. But I think Jamie Carr, you just watch her. She's gate five this time. Don't be surprised if she can have her jump again and settle much closer, maybe midfield. And just with her closing speed, I think she's just too explosive to dismiss her at 1,300. She was a huge winner, you know, from way back in the field over this track and trip in a group two um, last year as well. So... So I'm having 35 a win Apache Chase the 5, 25 a win the 4, 11, 11, 20 a win the 11 September run and 20 a win on the 16 Brooklyn Hustle. Alrighty, there we go. Let's have a look at our quaddies next. Us Aussies love having a crack. We invented the Hills Hoist, wine cast, the mullet and of course the streaker. And the mother's mother of all inventions. The quicker, slicker, faster, sharper, brand spanking new Bluebet app. Get racing in sport form. Expert tips, previews, live streaming and place bets faster than you can say, that's the ducks nuts! The True Blue brand new Aussie app. Don't let the game play you. Stay in control. Gamble responsibly. All right, time for the quaddies. Uh, Brad, you're going to look at Brisbane and, Maddie, you'll look in Sydney. Let's start with Brisbane and the BRC sprint is race seven, Brad. Yeah, so I'm going pretty wide here. Uh, you have to bear with me. I've got the five Soxigon on top. You know, dominant win first up at the Gold Coast. All his form last prep's terrific. Good gate, map, um, and his best figure is a win on this track over... 1400 meters you know the, the brc sprints 1350 back to 1300 here um the 14 holyfield it's one i sort of mentioned last week at a big price drops five kilos so meets emerald kingdom through that rockhampton race four and a half kilos better for less than a length um i think probably has more import improvement as he was only first up in that um we we're talking you know, $26 last week, we're looking at sort of half that this week, but I think the good gate and the map plus the improving track are sort of key contributing factors for that. The three, Emerald Kingdom, which we've sort of touched on, just really savaged the line that last 50 metres. We'll probably have to do a bit more work this time, but has Jimmy Orman to handle that. Um, love the winning strike rate, 12 from 30. The nine, Dawn Passage is at a big price. Um didn't really come up last couple of preps, but did race at a really high level. Uh, a lot of group ones and, and high price races, big prize money. Um, has some good form, you know, prior to that around group one horses like Think It Over and Colette. So I just, I like that sort of improved run first up. You know, he's a bit, bit fitter, drops three kilos, um, comes through that same sort of race and just might show up at a price. Six Buffalo River, just needs some give in the track. So you can probably pen him on a good track, but if there's some give, like if it's a genuine nice four or, or a soft five, you have to put him in. I'll just be careful bidding him because he'll be on speed and he, and he can run a big number. Um, one, um, Matty mentioned last week, the 13 Oscar Zulu. Like the low draw for it, 
um, had a, if it had a bit more luck last time, as Matt said, it definitely would have been in the finish. Just got knocked down at a key stage. Just not sure about that form, but I do want him on team, you know, with that low barrier. And the, the big ruffie in the race that I'm taking as well is the 10 Desert Lord. Um, good second up record. Hasn't got a big number in his, in his tool belt as yet. Um, forgive that heavy track run, but has form around Apache Chase last prep. Um, and form around the Herovian as well, you know, who nearly beat Eduardo in a Doombin 10,000. So just I want him in there at a big price. So 5, 14, 3, 9, 6. 13 and 10. Okay. So seven runners. All right, seven runners. What price is he with Bluebet, the last? Desert one? Lords, about $31, I think, when I checked last night. Yeah. $31. Yep. Okay. All right, beautiful. All right, Matty, what about you? Uh, race seven in Sydney is the Taylor's Construction Handicap. Well, we've got, I guess, the odds on pot, or even money chance, Andermatt, um, who didn't live up to expectations in the Luskin Star at a dollar sixty when he ran third, but he needs to be given another chance back at Roundwick, no doubt about it. Um, Southern Lad does what uh, unfortunately Southern Lad can do, and he struck awful trouble in the takeover target stakes first up when he ran fourteenth. Forget that he was jogging in behind them and just had zero luck whatsoever. Um, I think Surreal Step is in this was in the same sort of bracket in the Hortensia. Um, <coughs> Leisha Collett went back to the inside instead of the outside. It was just a choice she had to make, and it wasn't really her fault. It just she's got bad luck and had um, got um, held up very, very badly behind Volpine when still only two and a bit length six. And um, Dragonstone, well, he's been beaten up by Andermatt at his last two, but um, he's still running second to him, and he's got a fair pull in the weights. Um, He's got, what has he got, six kilos in the weight, so different, uh, lighter, but then again, he sort of had that as well in the last couple, but I can't rule him out. I just want to go, even though Endermat's 210, I think there's some value with Southern Lad at $13 with Bluebet and Surreal Step $11. So I want to put, and uh, to go with Dragonstone at seven, I want to put all four of them in my first leg, number one, three, seven, and 13. Okie dokie, yeah, Southern Lad. Uh, uh, when it when the real Southern Lad does turn up, and it, it really does well. And, uh, I, you know, I know some of the owners of Southern Lad, and uh, uh, they said, look, have a look at it in the last race. So I, I do like Southern Lad yourself, like you do in uh, in race seven. Now, what about the Queensland Derby, Brad? We've spoken about um, your bets in this race. This is uh, the second leg of yeah, the Yeah, I toyed with the idea of putting in the five Pinarillo as well. I'm a bit of a cycling fan, but that's you know another story. Good last time, really sharp turn of foot. I think if they go slow in front, that brings him into the race because he's he was really sharp sort of sprinting away from them there. But I'm just thinking a genuine 2400 might test him. So I am just going to go with the two I mentioned in the bets, the two Dark Destroyer and the 12 Paternal. But if the tempo, you know, does drop out, the five, the five Pinarello is definitely a chance. So two and 12 for me there. Okay, and what prices are they with Bluebet again? They, they, they're, they're not too bad, are they? Yeah, they're four, four, four forty, and six, six fifty. I think when I, when I had a look. So the yeah, yep. All Don't right, know now a few Jitsu in. general handicap. 
Oh no, no I'll just I'll just pause there, Dan, just for a sec. So guys, let's let's just keep threading the blue bet because it's difficult through the quaddies. But even with one of the horses, just chuck a price in and and just so we can um, tick every box. Okay, I'll come back to it. All right, second leg of the quaddie in Sydney, the Fujitsu General Handicap. Yeah, Matty. another difficult race. I think the favoured runners will probably fight out the finish, and I've, I'll throw in a different one, uh, a longer odds one for our quaddie. But I think. Um, I loved the run of Fender um, in the Scone Cup. He only beaten by Rustic Steel, who, as we know, is in super form. And before that, I think they ran a, a track record at Tamworth in the Tamworth Cup when he ran third behind Bandersnatch. I think he's going good, gets good gait, on speed, um, very good chance in that race. I also think um, Animate is too. It was really rattling home um, in the takeover target from, from the back of the field. It's going to um, take pl- plenty out of that too as is Kerwin's Lane just dropping back in trip um, but John O'Shea master trainer testing track it'll feel closer to a mile anyway so he'll he'll run well um, and Cole Crusher the new sort of kid on the block I must admit I underestimated this horse off its trial form but it's come out 1-3 although its first run was at provincial level and and then its last run third up it has won a Saturday race but this is a whole different level altogether and it's a three dollar favorite i was a little surprised at that but um um the horse is an out and out wet tracker and the other one i want to throw in is probably monogal sixteen dollars monogal only wins when he's around uh, she's around that price and she's um, pulled the pants down of a lot of punters in the past so i'm going a little wide in this leg um numbers one five seven 10 and 13. All right, what about the Kingsford Smith with her? We've heard your early thoughts on that race as we do our quaddies for Blue Bet here, Brad. Yeah, so we've got the 5 Apache Chase, the 4 11 11, uh, the 11 September Run, the 16 Brooklyn Hustle, um, the 12 on Trevier and 13 Pulele obviously have to go in. Uh, on Trevier, you know, I, I love that first up run. She just got a ridiculous position way back in the field. You know, I was sort of keen on her at a price there. She was easily the run of the race. Um, just worried about that big exertion, you know, second up off two weeks, um, whether she's going to have that same zip. Um, and the 13 Pulele had a real sweet run, you know, had the perfect run in transit in that Doombin 10,000 as well. Um, ran really well and, and he's going to improve on the better ground. Um 1300 now on the shorter turnaround it's probably a little curry so that's why i'm sort of working around them with the bets um the other two roughies in the race that i like are the 15 away game and the one private eye which i think was about 30 dollars at blue bit when i had a look last night um they're drawn sort of wide's the issue for them but i think they can both run well um, away game comes through that snap dancer form reference I've talked about. And Private Eye is just a class. You know, he's already a group one winner. So going quite wide here, 5, 4, 11, 16, 12, 13, 15, and 1. Third leg in Sydney is a UFI handicap, race 9, Matt. Yeah, I just want to give Sacramento another chance. Um, I thought it was the better of the day last start, but probably it just didn't have that form it did in winning the start before. Um, I'm giving it another chance. Collared on, barrier 11. Um, the, it's an open race, but there's also not... There's not a heat that I like, except I like John jo- Jojo. Sorry, Jojo was a man. Back to form, first up. This horse has a little bit of X factor about it. Um, right time now to be bringing it to Saturday racing. 
it can just explode that horse and has a really good turn of foot. And Cody Cody Healy, uh, the John O'Shea horse, I think is a, both of them are about eight dollars. Those two, and I think they can be put in the numbers. And I'm just going to go with those three actually, just to get our percentage up a little bit. So we'll just go five, eight, and twelve for the third leg of the quaddie at Ramwick. All right, Brisbane, the final leg of the quaddie is the Magic Millions, Helen Coglin Stakes. Brad? Yeah, 10-1 Diva was good first up at Caulfield um, on, you know, better ground. Then she just didn't look totally happy in the in the wet ground and the heavy rain last time. So I'm prepared to forgive that. Nice gate and map and gets Craig Williams back in the saddle. So she's around that sort of $9, $10 mark with Bluebet. And I think she should run well. Wasn't far off Minhaj third up at Group 3 level last prep as well. So third up here. Written Beauty um, was terrific winning that race. You know, once a very talented filly with the, um, I think she was at the Hawks camp now with Chris Waller. Um, she was a dominant winner from back in the field there. Really strong late. Volpine comes to a different form reference. Um, one that can go for drawn poorly, but can press on. Um, gutsy win, you know, with a weight advantage first up. Doesn't have a great second up record, but does have form, you know, seconds to Snapdancer and Quantico on the resume. Um, I think that sort of sets up well for her to run well. Um, the one at a big price, um, I think it's like sort of $26, $34 with Bluebets to six East Asia. Um, big spike with a strong second up um, number last prep. Uh, she can improve sharply on the, the first up effort, you know, where she was well beaten and she's got a good gate, gate three. Uh, and the emergencies in the race, uh, the 20 Tahitian Dancer, which comes through that same form reference as the others I'd mentioned, and 23 Let's Split Gam also comes through that form reference. Uh, Tahitian Dancer, you know, smart animal, goes well at the track. Um, and Let's Be Glam was also good there probably didn't look totally comfortable the last 100 metres when kicking clear. Uh, so if they get into the field, I think they have to go in. The 17 Najmati, I haven't talked about it, but flies first up is the key for her. Um, I like the gap between runs. They've sort of given her some time for the second up run, which gives her a chance, but she's drawn wide and she'll probably go back. I don't know. I'm just I'm trying to get some value into it. And I had to trim it down. So I've just gone 10, 3, 2 and 6 and then... Uh, if the emergencies get in the 20 and the 23, um, I'm interested in those as well. Matty, final leg of the quarter in Sydney? Yeah, I think my best bet of the day is in the last leg. is American president in Sydney, at least, my best bet of the day. Um, the horse is on fire. Uh, ran second last start, sort of cluttered up on the rail. I don't think it likes that. I think drawn barrier eight might get a bit more, bit more room, as we've seen the horse famously win a couple of races down the outside rail this time in. And I think just a bit more room. I think the horse is flying. Also, Queen Bellissimo, second up. Very good first up. Great record. Um, barrier three. Brad Whittup's talking to him during the week. Very, very happy. He thinks she's his best of the day. Um, I'm just going to throw one in at odds there. Fast Coney at $18, just in the last leg. Um, I think the horse... Again, second up, big improver, might just flash home. Um, but they're, they're the three I'm going to go. Numbers uh, three, seven, and 11 for my last leg of the quaddy at Randwick. No worries, Fast Coney, $18 there or thereabouts with Blue Bet. They are our quaddies. Coming up next, we'll have our best bet of the day. 
If you're ready for your next thoroughbred racing adventure, then join the Osher Group. They exceed expectations on what racehorse ownership should look like. Australia's racing industry is enjoying unprecedented growth. Through a strategic, well-managed and data-driven approach, there is now a very real opportunity to build a profitable and sustainable thoroughbred portfolio. Find the Osher Group online at theoshergroup.com. Okay, best bet time. Um, this is the way I'm going to go. Race seven in Melbourne, 2,000 metres, jumps at 3.25pm. Number two, Grand Slam, $2.90, there or thereabouts with Blue Bet. Won two runs back at Caulfield. I, I know it likes the dry. It's a good four. I think that Grand Slam wins at $2.90 or around that mark with Blue Bet, Brad. We've landed in the same race, Tim. Um, I think it's a good two-bet play. I think one of either... Grand Slam wins back on the firmer deck, as you say, um, and a good strong tempo is going to suit him. Uh, and the other one I like in the race is the number six Pancho uh, at around double figures with Blue Bet. Um, in the spring, he smashed the clock up six up at Mooney Valley, uh, raced on speed at a brutal tempo, um, and they ran faster time than almost all the recent Cox plates. Uh, he's just been plodding along at slow tempos this prep. I thought six up last time at Caulfield, they might actually try. Um, but after jumping in front, Preble snagged back and, and sat three wide, no cover in a very slow run race. He then got keen um, and the horse had the audacity to sort of loom but faded late. He's just bursting for a decent ride in a race with some tempo. Um, you'd expect no effort actually jumps with them this time, missed the, missed the start last time, blinkers go on. So there's a bit of intent there for some tempo and Grand Slam engaged as well. Um, so we just have some opportunity there to, to for him to have his right ingredients to win the race. So I think he's a good price. Um, I'm not as confident as last week, but um, I think he's a good price and we can have a bet you know, for him or Grand Slam to be winning. All righty. What about you, Matty? Oh, I think you might... I've already caught on to how excited I am about one up at Brisbane. I think Paul Laley, um, Paul Laley. much, much, much different horse on a soft track compared to a heavy track. And he hasn't found a heavy, a soft track or a good track for many, many months. And still, maybe he's learned to like the heavy a little bit because he's improving a lot on him. But um, he's going to be even better this time on a soft track. I think he can win uh, the Group 1, the Kingswood Smith Cup, um, race nine, number 13, Paul Laley, $4.60 on blue bet. Um, I've already had a good bet on him and I'm hoping he can um, do what I think he can do on a on a, on a a firmer track and, and win at four sixty. I think that's a nice enough price considering Entrevier's drawn the car park and his equal favourite at four sixty. So my best bet, Paul Laley, four sixty uh, at blue bet. That's it for what I'm backing and why make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors, Matty. Bluebet, the wholly owned Aussie bookie. And thanks to you and to Brad. Hopefully we've picked you some winners today. We'll see you again next week. See you, mate. Have a good weekend. See you, guys. Happy planning. Building Resilience Podcast. They play in different arenas, but sports and business have massive similarities. Elite athletes and top business leaders flourish through the physical and psychological demands their high-stress careers place on them. The Building Resilience podcast explores the world of sport and deconstructs the tools and ethos of world-class athletes that can help us create growth and optimize business and life. Come find the Building Resilience podcast on your favorite podcast app.